You can be seated. Thanks, Cassie. Now, I want to tell you a couple of things just went on. As Cassie started, the presence of God fell just immediately. Didn't take no hour. You didn't have to tarry for it. You didn't have to wait a month for it. It didn't matter where you was at in that atmosphere right there. You're going to get in the presence of God because he's with you all the time. When we went to Africa, how many know? He went before us and he was with us the whole time. When we come back home, he's with us. He's with us the whole time. It's you're building the atmosphere you need to hear from him. And that's what you've got to learn how to do. I'm going to be talking to you today about things to where you can conquer things that's coming against you. But also I'm going to be talking to you about visions that God gave Brother Jerry years ago. And how they're speaking and coming to life right now. Some of them will happen immediately. Some of them don't happen immediately. Does not matter. Once the vision's set, what is your vision today? Is it that you have health in your body? What is your vision today? Is you have plenty of no lack and you have plenty to do everything you need to do? All those are visions. All you've got to do is catch hold of it. Find in the word that the word backs it. If it's not backed by the word, it's not yours to carry. If it's backed by the word of God and you have scriptures to back it by, you can run with that vision until it speaks very loud. I want want you to remember some quotes that I'm going to be giving you today. If you take notes, write them down. There's three things you have to know. Three things you have to know to be successful in your walk with God. That's you've got to know what, when, and where. All of it comes from God. You might think you've got it. You won't have it till He gives it to you. Once He gives it to you, it could be totally different than what you've been thinking. A lot of times we try to reason out in our natural minds. That's not where we need to be. It's not body, soul, and spirit. It's spirit, soul, and body. So once you get it in the right form and you get the spirit man telling you what to do, the body will get in line. It all has to do. So we're talking about what, when, and where. We're talking about what's my part. Every one of you have a part. In anything that God's going to do with you, you have a part. Now, when we were singing the song, two things happened there. The atmosphere changed. All right? So praise and worship is an avenue to bring in the very presence of God and change an atmosphere. So when you get in the car tomorrow and start driving, don't turn on the country western. Turn on something like that right there. I'm going to tell you, with the technology today that we have, I've got all my music on this one little pad, plus all my teachings and everything else. And all I got to do is go press the button and it starts playing. If I get on the airplane, all I got to do is hook my headset on. I'm getting out of the atmosphere of who's on that airplane. I'm getting out of the atmosphere of who's sitting around me that's maybe in sin and has been in sin all their life. I'm starting to get in the atmosphere of God on that airplane, no matter who sits next to me. Once I do that, what am I doing? I'm starting to hear what God's telling me about that airplane. Anything gets ready to go with that airplane... I'm going to know about it before it happens and I can bind it, rebuke it and command that plane to straighten out. And the devils have to listen. I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're responding. Amen. 
I'm fired up because I just got back from Africa. How many know you don't have to go to Africa to get fired up, though? Amen. Jude says what? Praying in the Holy Ghost to build yourself up. Encouraging yourself with what? The Word, the Spirit. So what's your part? You know, uh, I've got a lot of scriptures I'm going to be giving you. But then I want to expound on them. So the first thing I'm going to do is I want you to write down what, when, and where. What's my part? Next one is I've got a choice to make. Everything in life is choices. You choose to, you chose to get up this morning. Now you might wake up, but you choose to get up. Amen. You choose to get in the spirit. Amen. When I came in this morning, I'd already purposed on my back porch, listening to the, the birds sing, you know, watching the raccoon come up and get his food, you know. I wasn't in that atmosphere. I was in God's atmosphere and had my notes and looking and saying, fine tune me, Lord. What do you want to hit? What do you want for this group of people? How many know? He knows exactly what you have need of. All right. He knows everything. So once you find out what your part is and you make the choices, you're walking with him, leading and guiding you into victory. Everybody say victory. The devil will only lead you into defeat. Even if he tries to use the word to deceive you, that's all it's for, is to deceive you. How many know when he came to Jesus, if you be the son of God, jump off this building. What was he doing? Using some word, but that's not what God had told Jesus. And Jesus says, hold it. Don't even tempt me. I'm the one that knows the word. He knew how to combat him with the word, with the spirit man. And that's what we have to do. Now, I want to read you some scriptures about vision. You all know them. We've used them over and over. Proverbs 28 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. You have to have a vision to what you're battling against. You have to know what the Spirit's telling you to do against that adversary. And I'm going to use one that probably everybody knows, and that's debt. How many know debt is an enemy? How many know bondage to debt is an enemy? So you got to know, how do I combat that with the word of God? We already know he tells you, I want you victorious. I want you to prosper, be in good health. We already know we can find all the scriptures. What is your part? Amen. What is your part? Now, I'll take you back to a time before me and Jerry. I've been with Brother Jerry 40 years. Okay. Coming this year, 40 years. Amen. So we've been lots of miles together. But before I came down, Joyce and myself knew we were going to work for a ministry and we prayed and we knew that we prayed about three ministries. God told us to come to work for Jerry Savelle Ministries. So that's what we set our vision to. We're coming to work for Brother Jerry Savelle. The first thing he told us was get out of debt. I want you totally out of debt before I send you down there. I have no idea why. Okay. I still don't know all of why to this day. I just know I heard God. I got in his presence and I started getting my instructions. How many know the steps of a good man and woman and child are ordered by the Lord? You're not going to know it all when he speaks to you, but you can get the steps and then you start taking those steps. The one step was get out of debt. Well, I went to the Lord when the next day after I'd heard that and I said, Lord, I don't know how in the world I can get out of debt just on my salary. 
In other words, it's taking everything just to keep everything going. And, and I don't know how I can get out of debt. And I'm looking at this move to be quick. Now, we're looking at maybe a year, maybe less, but quick. So how can I get out of debt in a year? He said, I'll provide the finances. You take care of what I tell you to do. I like that. But how many know it didn't tell me a thing about what he, how he was going to do it? He just said, I'll take care of it. You just take care of what I tell you to do. So I'm at work one day. I get a call from a person and they said, uh, Joe, we need you to do a little job about 30 miles over in a little town and said, uh, we have a job over there. All I need you to do is be there. You don't have to do a thing. I just need you sitting there, watching it with your expertise, knowing they're doing what they're supposed to. And then once they're gone, you're gone. And so I said, well, I got to be over there anyway. So I, I drove over. I'm there. I got out there. I, I sat there maybe five minutes at the most. They did what they were supposed to do. We left. Didn't send them a statement. Wasn't going to charge them. Wasn't going to do anything like that. It was just a favor. Well, I get a check in the mail for $1,000. I, I never worked five minutes for $1,000, you know. So, so I kind of like the way the Lord is doing this, okay? And so, uh, I mean, no, you got $1,000 right there. Well, Hey, hunting season's coming up. I need a new gun. Come on. Come on. I'm talking about our parts. I'm talking about when you don't do your part, you are hampering God's miracles from working in your body. Come on. <coughs> so, I'm on the way to the store. I already got the gun picked out. And so, on the way to the store, the Lord says, what are you doing? I said, well... I'm going to buy me a new rifle. Deer season's coming up. He said, I thought if I created income to come in over and above your salary, you'd get out of debt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to hear that. He said, go ahead and go to the store you're going to and pay your account off because I owe them money. I went in the store and I paid the account off. That was the first step. Now, listen what it put into motion. I heard him. I was about to make a mistake, but he told me and I listened and I went ahead and did what he said. And then I opened up the avenue for another blessing to come in. Why? Because I obeyed. And in Deuteronomy 28 says, when I hear the voice of the Lord and I do all he tells me, all these blessings, spirit, soul, and body will come upon me and overtake me. So I set up the next blessing to come in. When Joyce and myself left, we were totally out of debt, totally out of debt, and had lots of money in the account to move down here. Why? Because God knew everything we were going to need down here before we ever even started talking about what our needs were. Now, what did I do? Every time he'd come in, I'd praise him. It came in from ways I couldn't even imagine. It came in. Why? It had nothing to do with me other than do my part. Listen to him. Do what he said. Because why? Because getting out of debt was one of the parts of when we moved down here is to where we could do for Brother Jerry what he called us to do. Now, I told you we were believing to go to work for Brother Jerry. There was only one thing wrong. Brother Jerry hadn't asked us to. The other ministries we knew... And we had invitations to go to work for some of the, one of them, for sure. But we knew it was Brother Jerry, but the only one thing wrong, 
He didn't say it. So what do we do? What do we do? We start talking faith. We start speaking what God told us. God said, you're going to work for Jerry Savelle Ministries. So here's what we started saying. We started speaking it out of our mouth. I'm going to be working for Jerry Savelle Ministries. Every time the phone would ring. Now, this is when you had the old phone at the house. Okay, a long time ago. I'd pick it up and say, yes, Brother Jerry, we're on our way. It wouldn't be Brother Jerry. But what am I doing? I'm exercising my faith. Now, listen, when you hear, you obey. When you hear, you listen. When you hear, you speak. Amen. I'm going to read a scripture. It's going to back all of it up in a minute. And so me and Joyce, we got the kids saying it. Every time the phone would ring, every time somebody would knock on the door. Yes, Brother Jerry, we will come to Fort Worth, Texas. Come on. That's how you activate your faith. That's how you put steps to your faith. You can't just sit around and say, God, you do it all. I'm not a part of this. Oh, yes, you are. You're a part of everything he has you doing. It just depends on how you're going to do it. So one day, sure enough, phone rang. We're running over there. Yes, Brother Jerry, we'll come. Hello, Joe, it's Jerry. I said, yes, we'll come. He hadn't even said nothing. Now listen, this is when you really know it's God. I was a banker, police officer at night. Joyce had beauty shops. I had retail shops. We made plenty of money. We didn't even talk about a salary. Listen, nothing was talking about a salary. I already knew it was God. When you know it's God, you don't have to worry about the little things. He'll take care of all of them. We didn't talk about salary. We didn't talk about compensation, vacation. We didn't even talk about my job, although he did say I need somebody to take care of the business part. So being in the banking, I figured that'd be part of my job. Now, that's been many years back, and a lot of my functions have changed over the time. But I didn't know any of them were coming until God spoke to Brother Jerry, okay? Spoke to me, and then it come about. Me getting up and preaching, you forget that when I first started. There wasn't no way that was going to happen, amen? I didn't do good in English class, and speech was even worse. So I was not getting up before people. How many know God can change things? But you got to be willing to say, what is my part, Lord? Amen? Now, I want to read you the scripture. Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4, but I'm going to read you the first one. In Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4, verse 1 says, I, that's me, that's my part. I will stand upon my watch. I'll get up and I'll start watching. I'll get up on the tower. In other words, I'll get into the high place. Where's the high place? Presence of God. Amen. Who's, whose job is this? Me. Amen. Okay, now let's watch. Let's watch. <clears throat> and I'll watch to see what God will say to me and what I'll answer him when I'm changed. Reprove means change. Now listen to what it says. I'll get, I'll start watching. I'll get in the high place. In other words, I'll get in the presence of God. And I'm going to watch and see, what is he saying to me? And then once he says something to me, what am I going to say back to him? Am I going to get into agreement? Or am I going to say, well, that'll never work. 
There's no way that's not going to happen. Amen. Now you have a choice. What, where, and when? What's my part? And a choice. So once I get in that position right there to get my vision about getting out of debt, you know, health in your body. I mean, no, you need help in your body. Sometimes it's something you need to change too. God can provide the miracle. But when he raised Lazarus, he looked at the church and said, now you feed him. I did the miracle. You feed him. They had something to do. Amen. Oh, I'm getting happy about this because I know where we're going. In Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. I've called heaven and earth. This is God. I've called heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life. He even tells you what to choose. That, 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 thou, that both thy and thou seed may live. Verse 20. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God and thou mayest obey his voice. The only way you can obey his voice is you've got to hear his voice. You've got to get into his presence. It doesn't take that long. You can be in Africa. You can be in the car. You've got to make a quick decision. I'm going to tell you one of the quickest decisions to make is when the adversary is trying to strike quick like a car coming to you straight on is Jesus. That's the name you've got to know. Once you say that, it will alter the atmosphere. Alter the atmosphere. I'm in the police cruiser going on a blood drive. And on a blood drive, you, you drive wide open through the cities. They block the roads and you go right on through. And I'm about halfway up there. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm at a high rate of speed. I see a car right in my lane of traffic coming head on to me. I didn't have time to do anything at the speed I was running. But I said, Jesus, that's all I had to. I don't know what happened. I know it changed the atmosphere. I'm talking about natural atmospheres now. It changed the atmosphere. And when I looked in my rear view mirror, the car was behind me. There was no way in the natural that that car should have been behind. It should have hit me head on. And at the rate I was running, it would have hurt all of us, maybe killed us. What happened? I changed the atmosphere. I made a choice to say, oh me, oh my. No, Jesus, I need some help. Amen. That's the battle we're in today, people. And as you get into that vision, let's read a little bit more about the vision. You, you be listening right now to what, what is your vision? Is it health in your body? Is it a good job? Is it your children come back into the kingdom of God? I mean, I'm just naming a few. Art, do you need to be debt-free? Because all these things I'm talking about are enemies. And God is not your enemy. The devil is. So he has a plan to defeat every one of your enemies. So what you need to do is find out, what do I want to target? Then you start finding the scriptures. Then you start praying. Two things that happened out of that song. Cassie got us in the atmosphere. And then all of a sudden, praying in tongues. One of the mightiest gifts you have. Amen. I won't touch your sermon, Joyce. I'll stay off of it. Okay? She's already warned me, don't touch that, Joe. Okay? She's got to do a ladies' meeting in Montana. She said, don't you talk this, because this is going live stream, okay? So I won't. We have a language that the devil can't understand. 
and it will build you up and edify you to where you can get in God's presence and hear Him clearly. Even when you're down so low, it looks like there's no way up. Start praying in the Holy Spirit. That's what we did. There was two things that changed the atmosphere. Number one, the praise and worship. Number two was praying in the Spirit. You could feel the atmosphere changing. And let me tell you what, that's what I want every time I'm going to minister. I don't want to go up. I remember a long time ago, Brother Jerry would say, Joe, go get them fired up. I'd say, well, evidently the praise and worship team didn't do it. No, they didn't. Go get them fired up. So I'd have to go up there before he came up and get them fired up. What am I saying? We got to have that spiritual awakening like no other person can have. And we've got it. You've got it inside of you. You take it everywhere you go. There's no reason that everyone in this service is not victorious in every way. Every way. Go ahead. You'll have some challenges, no doubt about it. Amen. Come on. All right. So you got a choice. You got to make it. I want to read the, uh, a little bit more of Habakkuk on verse 2. And the Lord answered me. Oh, you mean when I got up high and I got to watching, the Lord did answer me. Well, that's what it said. And the Lord answered me and said, write it down. Okay, we already know one step we got to do. He ain't going to write it down for you. He's going to give it to you and you got to write it down. Why? Because you need to see it over and over and over. Because every distraction in the world will come trying to get you off the vision. Every one of them. Get ready. If you make a declaration today that you're going to conquer something, get ready because tomorrow it could look worse. That don't mean one thing. You stay right on that vision and it will speak. Let me go on. Write Write the vision. Make it plain upon tables or paper. That he may run that readeth. You're going to be the one that reads it math the most. And then other people will get involved with you. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Not time. Okay. But at the end it shall speak. Not lie. Wait for it because it will surely come. Now I want to take you to a a vision. We were in uh, Kenya. Brother Jerry had some ministers with us. And uh, up in the top of a hotel room. And Brother Jerry said, I want everybody to come over. I'm going to do a Bible study. Got a hold of all the ministers and brought them to his room. And we were all sitting there and he was teaching us. And he was teaching us on uh, different things. And just all of a sudden within his spirit, the, a vision came for him. And it said, uh, I want you to uh, take the word of faith. And that's what he said, word of faith, into 11 nations. These were African nations, amen? I want you to discipleship train all these African nations. Now, we knew we were only one part of who was going to do that. He's going to give that task to probably many people to get done, especially as big as Africa. We just got back from Ethiopia. 105 million people in Ethiopia. 105 million people. You can't look anywhere. There's not people. You can't drive anywhere. There's not people. They, they painted these uh, lines on the road, uh, you, know, where, you know, stripes that they paint in a four-lane road. Eric told me, he said, didn't do one bit of good. Nobody stays in any of them. <laughs> They're all over the place. Praise God for our driver. Praise God for protection of God upon us. So when we get ready to go into an area like that, what do we do? We're praying for protection. 
We're praying for God's will to be done on what we're there for, the assignment. How many of you know you just don't go, you have an assignment? Well, Brother Jerry got the assignment a long time ago. Amen. So he named all these nations. So what we all did is, and I want to I read it just like I wrote this down. Brother Jerry heard God. Brother Jerry and the team agreed with God. We agreed with God. In other words, Brother Jerry heard God. We all had to get into agreement. You got half in agreement, half out of agreement. You got confusion. You got contention. Amen. So we all got in agreement with God. Brother Jerry and the team started speaking it out of their mouths. We had to find what our part was to get it done and mix that with faith and we would see the results. Amen. This is over 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Ethiopia was one of the nations. We just went in last year and started a Bible school. In other words, 30 years later. But it had to all be in God's due season. Everybody say due season. That's the when. You will always have what? What's he telling you to do? Your part? He'll do his part. When? When it's going to happen. Well, this was 30 years. You mean some of my visions might take 30 years? I hope not, but yeah, maybe. But, but hey, everything's getting accelerated. And I think we're going to see things faster and faster and faster. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? All right? So what did we do? The whole team? We heard. We started action. We started doing what he told us. He'd give us the 11 nations. What we did was went into the first one. Now, that was real quick. Started a Bible school there. The first Bible school was started in 1973. That Bible school was a two-year Bible school. We could take care of maybe 200 students, but that was the most. And that was with our church called Overcoming Faith Center. Amen. And we have graduates from there that talk to us all the time. But we could only take care of 200. Amen. What was Brother Jerry's main thing? Train people how to win. What's it say up on the deal? Train people how to win. Make winners out of everybody. That's been his vision from the beginning. Discipleship training. That once you train somebody, then they train somebody. And it goes on and on and on. That's exactly what Jesus did. Amen. I'd say he had a pretty good success. What about you? Amen. So we got to find out what's our part of it. So uh, my part was to start traveling. I'd never been away from Joyce. We had been together the whole time. Never been away. I'm doing uh, ministry for Brother Jerry as far as the business because I, you know, I knew what to do where that is. Then he comes to me and says, Joe, I need somebody to go international. And he said, I need somebody that knows how to flow in the spirit. I also need somebody that does good business. That was his two things. And so he said, will you do it? Well, I got to tell you about how we got down here when we came down. I told you about the getting out of debt. But when God sent me and Joyce down, here's what he sent us down to do. Serve Jerry and Carolyn Savelle. Serve Jerry and Karen, Carolyn Savelle. That was our task. No details. He didn't give us any details. You know what? He gave us all the details. When he said serve Jerry and Carolyn Savelle, then whatever they need done, we do it. Amen. I'm not going to tell you everything I've done, but, I, but anyway, because I might blush and I got makeup on, so I don't want to blush, okay? And Brother Jerry, if you're watching this, I will not do makeup again unless I'm doing the church. Amen. 
So what am I saying? Serve Jerry and Carolyn Savell. So when he asked me to do something, I want you to go international now. Oh, man. I'm getting ready to start traveling. But, you know, I had to go pray. All I had to do was pray a little bit. And the Lord said, what did I tell you to do? Serve Jerry and Carolyn Savell. So I knew the answer was yes. So I came back. I said, yeah, Brother Jerry, I'll do it. And I knew good business. That wasn't a part that I had to really depend on. Although, how I many you know, you might have to do it a different way sometimes. But I knew good business. The part I didn't know was how people acted in other countries, their culture, any of that. I mean, I'd never been out of Oklahoma and Texas, let alone maybe Arizona maybe was the farthest. And now I'm getting ready to go to a foreign nation. Amen. So Bridger said, well, it's okay. I'll tell you, I'll, you go with me the first time. So he come to me and he said, we're going to Africa. I said, okay. So we went. Now, the first time I said, no. Okay. I told him, no, I'm not going to Africa. I said, I haven't lost anything in Africa and I don't want to find anything in Africa. <laughs> go on a go. You know, then he asked me again, Joe, would you pray about it? Well, if I pray about it, I already know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to Africa. So I'm over there. Well, I'm okay because I'm watching the man of God. Amen. I'm watching the man of God. I'm watching everything he's doing. I see him when he's praying in the spirit. I start praying in the spirit. I watch him how he lays hands on the moment. I'm watching everything he does. And so we get over and, oh, here come this demon possessed guy. He had a, the chain links were this big around. Had that around his neck, had a big padlock in it. And they drug him in. He'd cut himself all over. I mean, he was a wild looking animal. You know, I seen a lot of them in the PD, but I'd never seen one when I wasn't in uniform or didn't have a gun. Okay. You know, so, but hold it, hold it. He's telling me I got more power. So that's the name of Jesus. Amen. Better than any 44 mag. Okay. So what do we do? We get over there and he, I, I look at him. They're bringing him closer and closer. And I thought, well, I know how to take care of him in the physical part. Cause we did this all the time. We just put him on the ground, cuff him. Well, I had no cuffs, so I was in trouble, okay? But what am I saying? I'm thinking all the reasoning natural things. He's thinking the supernatural things. So he said, Joe, you get him down, I'll take care of it. Oh, no problem. See, I went back to my natural again. So I got him down, and then he said, Joe, your job, pray in the Spirit. Now, I'm getting instructions. See, your instructions can come from the men of God, Women of God, children of God, okay? It can come through a song. It can come through. It's all got to line up with the word. Don't line up with the word. It ain't from God. Amen? And so I'm hearing the man of God, and I'm hearing him tell me what my part is. All I got to do, I know the what. Okay? I know the where. And I know the when. It's right now. Because this guy is wild. Brother Jerry cast the devil out of him. He'd become sane as could be. They, then Brother Jerry said, take the chain off his neck. And I thought, oh, I don't know about this. Hold it. Hold it. Let's don't go too far, Brother Jerry. You know, we're okay. Okay, I got you back. I got you back all the way. Let's don't go too far. Brother Jerry told him, take that padlock off. They took it off. That was it. The guy was set free. Now, I'm seeing things I've never seen before. I might have seen them in police work, but didn't know it was evil spirits versus good spirits. I didn't know any of that. Amen. But what I'm seeing now is spiritual warfare. 
and things that God has put together because we had a task to do. We had an assignment. We had a mandate. When you get a mandate from God to go debt free, you will. And you'll tackle your demons. I'll guarantee you. Amen. How many know demons are still in America today? They're, they know how to hide a little more than the ones over in Africa. Amen. Patty can tell you what the demons are like. Vic can tell you what the demons are like. Pastor Justin can tell you what the demons are like. Amen. Why? We've all dealt with them in Africa. Not only in Africa. We deal with them right here. Right here. First started traveling for the Jerry. He'd say, Joe, now we're going down to Louisiana. Oh, no. Oh, no. Louisiana was demon paradise. Okay? Beautiful country, but demon paradise. And this one special town, every time we went, I knew we was going to have to battle them. I knew it. What I have to do? Pray myself up. Encourage myself within the Lord. Get in the Word and look at everything Jesus did when He cast them out. He didn't ask them, what are you? Don't you? And can you barf a little green in this bucket? He didn't ask them none of that. He cast it out of them. He got rid of them. Amen. He got them set free. So I had to go prayed up. One, this one, this one town. I'm not going to name the town because I don't want to offend anybody. Amen. I'm hoping they're all gone, but I'd say they're probably not. Okay. But we'd be down the line. We'd get this line. Brother Jerry's getting ready to handle people. And all of a sudden, this one, he'd show up. How many know? You, you'll recognize him really easy, okay? And he'd say, come on, Joe, come down here. Get this one. Oh, no. Here we go again. But you know what? I never heard Brother Jerry tell me anything he didn't hear God to do. That when I obeyed it, made a choice to obey it, it didn't work out. And the people got set free or whatever task we had, we did. We started all these schools. And... Uh, we, there was several ways that we did discipleship training. One of them was ministers' conference. One of them was big, big uh, open field areas where we ministered to people. But most of them was training. Most of them had to do with Bible schools. And I told you about the one in America. We can only take care of around 200 students. So uh, one day, Brother Jerry's praying. He comes in. He says, well, I'll tell you what. He said, uh, we're going to close the school down. He said, and what we're going to do is we're going to create a school without walls. In other words, we can have as many students as, as we want to now. It's going to be a school without walls. So, of course, Patty can tell you all about the one that's on the website. The school that's on the website has no walls. People from any nation can take it. People right here in America, doesn't matter where they're at, they can get online take the school, one of the schools. Uh, mine is on a notebook. It's much like uh, my iPad, and it's got a whole one-year course on it. That one-year course, we get to the students. They're from other villages. usually don't live at the same place. And what they do is they take a one-year course and we graduate them. And uh, this is the kind of things that we had to learn over a period of time. It didn't come immediately. We took steps. We took steps. And the more steps we would take, the more God would show us how to fine-tune it and how to do it. It's still happening today. We just got back from Ethiopia. We had meetings with them over there. Uh, we graduated 47 out of the 50 of the leaders that we uh, started the school with. God, and, and I'll tell you, when I, I was going to start 400, and when I got ready to go over there, the Lord said 50. I still don't know why he said 50, that, but that's what he said, because I was going to start 400, and he said 50. 
Well, it turned out the 50 was the top notch of all the leaders. They were the great... They would be called apostles, prophets of that whole region, 50 of them. 47 graduated, three more graduate in the next class. But those 50, their congregations represent 1 million. It's hard, I did say 1 million. Those 50 pastors, the ones under them, the churches under them, represent 1 million Christians. Not counting the Ethiopian Jews. Linda knows all about the Ethiopian Jews. Amen. I'm going to tell you, the feeling we had in Ethiopia was something. It's a special nation for God. I don't know why. I can't tell you that because I haven't prayed it out. Although, I know what I felt when I went in. I know what we felt when we graduated. Just looking at the leaders and all that. And you could just know that it's a special nation for God. Amen. I want to show you a couple of pictures. Have you got the pictures? Uh, I don't know if I have to dim the lights or where you'll be able to see. Amen. To Brother Jerry, that'll make him cry. To me, that'll make me cry. Amen. To them, they got a one-year education that they can spread all over Ethiopia, anywhere they want to go. Amen. And look, the two in the middle, of course, you can tell who we are. Amen. (laughs) I won't tell you why, but you can tell. Amen. But I want you to look at our faces. We've got a smile from ear to ear. Why? We're fulfilling the mandate that God gave us 30 years ago. We're seeing one nation by one nation come into what God told us to do. Our part was. And you know what? The thing of it is, is when you think you've almost finished a vision. No, he gives you more of a vision for that country. And another country and another country. Amen. Was there any more pictures? I'm not sure. Yeah, look at the smiles. Look at me and John. But look at the students. The big one right here beside of John. Go back one. See the big one by John. He told us, he gave his testimony, said, I'm taking this to uh, Western Africa. We know we're supposed to go into Western Africa. But sometimes we don't know who we're supposed to go in with. How many know, we, here's how we find out exactly what I'm telling you. Yeah. What, when, and where? Yeah. Choices. What's my part? Uh, but you can go ahead and take, put it off now. <clears throat> when, uh, when we got ready to go to Ethiopia, I had several people call me and want to take us in. These were ministers of the gospel. A lot of them ministers that were to faith. And every time one would invite, I would pray about it. And I'd say, Lord, is that the one we're supposed to go in with? And if I got a check in my spirit, didn't feel good, I didn't do it. And so there were several of them that came to us. All of them, all of them had good reputations and everything. It's just God did not say yes. He told us what? He told us where. But he did not tell us when. And he didn't also tell us who with. So... We had lots of them, and I'm looking at, Lord, I'd sure like to get into Ethiopia. And all of a sudden, I get a call from a person up in Canada, and they said, Joe, we've got a man you need to meet. And uh, so I said, well, why? He said, well, he's an Ethiopian, and uh, he's heard about some work you guys do, because this goes all over Africa, especially if the nations are fairly close. They hear about a school. They hear about what you've taught in the school, and all that goes all over. 
And so he said, they want to take your school into the uh, Ethiopian country. So I said, uh, Lord, is this a guy? Lord said, fly up and meet him. So I booked a flight. What am I doing now? Steps of a what? Good man, woman, in the, ordered by the Lord. So I'm taking my steps. Don't know if this is the guy. Don't know if it isn't. Haven't heard God. All I heard God say is go meet him. I do know that if you know how to discern spirits, when you hook up with somebody, even in a handshake or whatever, you know a whole lot more about them than they think you're going to. Amen? So when we got up there, I had him meet me at a hotel. The guy walks in. I shook his hand and immediately the Lord said, this is the guy. His love for the word of faith, his love for Ethiopia, and his love for Brother Jerry. That's all I had to hear. Don't know him. Don't know anything about him. And so we said, okay, let's do the first trip. And so last year we went over with the first trip. What am I saying? When you get in the presence of God, it's not always going to be like you think it's going to be. To get out of debt. To get your healing. How many know God is the healer? Doctors help. That's no problem. And I'm not against doctors. Never have been. But God is the healer. We got to learn to listen. Amen. So we go over, we meet the apostles of all these churches and everything. And so we said, okay, we're going to start the school. And we did. The next school will be much larger. But now it's enlarged because we have, we need better ways to do it. So we had to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, how can we do it a little different way in this nation? And he's given us a plan. And as we work on it, how many know? You don't start the plan till it's due season. Listen, you don't do anything till it's due season. What are you doing and how are you doing it? Where are you doing it? And then when are you doing it? The choices you make will bring all three of those things together. God will always do his part. He's never late. He'll do his part. You got to find out what's your part. And that's what I want to minister to you today. Amen. I'll give you a few more scriptures. How much time we got? What time is it? Oh, we still got plenty of time. All right. I want to use an example in the Bible. And uh, we know a lot about David. We know his heart for God. We know he made mistakes. How many know he made the mistakes? You making a mistake doesn't bother God. It's listen to God about how to get out of it and not make it again. You're getting in debt. That's not the problem. You're getting out of debt and not going back in. That's where you won't. Amen. Why? Because I'm telling you what. When I used to ask classes, when we did live class, I'd ask the people, how many would like to go overseas? And boy, a lot of people raise their hand. Then I'd have them all bow their heads and I'd say, how many can't do it because you have family and you can't leave the family? And hands would go up. But the majority of them was, I can't afford to go. I owe too much money. I cannot afford to go. How many know that doesn't need to be? It needs to be where we can go anytime we do an assignment. Okay, let's look at David in 1 Samuel 30, 5 through 8. I'm going to skip around because we don't have a lot of time. Okay. And David's two wives were taken captive. And David was greatly distressed, verse 6, and the people spake of stoning him. I'd say he was in one of his bad positions. Amen. 
Uh, I don't think I've been in the area where somebody wanted to stone me. They might want it to me, but they didn't have stones in their hands. Amen. So let's look what it says. All right. Now listen. And because the soul of the people was grieved, every man, his sons and his daughters, they had taken all their sons, their daughters. They had taken their wives. They had taken goods. But look what David did in verse 6. This is a key point. David encouraged himself. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Not just encouraged himself, encouraged himself in the Lord. What did he do? He knew where to go. That's a key thing for you. When all hell breaks loose and it looks like everything's happening and there's no way out, the thing you do is encourage yourself in the Lord. How? Pray in the Holy Spirit, get in the presence of God, and ask Him, how do we get out of this? So what he did, he got in touch with God. And David inquired the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake, without fail, recover all. He heard from God. Now, he knows what? He knows where? And he knows when. He's got to make a choice. What's his part? His part's pursue. His part's not even really the fight. I mean, no, the battle's not ours. It's God's. Amen. If it was one person, they can defeat the army. Amen. So what does he say? He found out. He got the word. He made the choice and said, let's go. What happened? They brought back all the treasures. They brought back the wives. They, they recovered all. These are illustrations for me and you today. No, I don't think we'll have to worry about the exact same things, David. But the enemy is the enemy. And all he wants to do is make the word less effective in your life. So what are you going to do when you have a problem? You're going to find out what's God saying about your answer. And when I first heard I was going to have to go overseas, then I started believing, because I seen it in the word, that you could be translated. Get up, get your bags in your hands. Get outside the door. Say, Lord, Ethiopia. Boom, you're there. Okay, no long flights. No change in the times. You're just there. I'm still believing for that. Hold it. I said, I'm still believing for that. You can tell me it won't happen, but I don't believe that. If I seen God do it for a person in the New Testament, he can do it for us. So see, already I said people see Oh, I don't know about that. No, no, I'm still believing it. One of these days, Eric, one of these days, we're going to get the bags. We're going to name that country. Boom, we're going to be there. Because I'm going to tell you, them long flights. All right? Now, let me get back to what I want to tell you. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, how in the world do I go on all these trips and I don't have jet lag? You know, you come back, you can't sleep. You know, you get over there, you're tired. And all that. And he said, no, you don't have to have that. I said, well, everybody has it. Not everybody, but most ones I know have it. He said, you don't have to have it. In other words, what some people have to have, you don't have to have. You don't have to have debt. Come on. So I said, well, Lord, tell me how I won't have it. And he said, well, number one, you start saying it out of your mouth. What did I say? You hear God, you obey God, 
you speak it out. So I started from the time I got on the plane. I will not have this. This will not be a part of my travels. I'll travel over there. I'll travel back. I'll get right on their time. I'll be rested. I'll do what I'm called to do. I'll come back over here. And, and I mean, I made a confession out of it, written out, that I could read going over, coming back, where I would not have that. Amen. And then I got on the plane, and we're sitting there, me and the Lord. I got my headset on. I got my music. So anybody around me that's not godly, I'm going to cover them. Amen. The pilots, if the pilots have been drinking, ain't going to make no difference. God's playing the airplane, so I'm okay. Amen. So I'm getting in his presence, and I heard him say, I'd already ordered a a certain type drink. He said, you're not drinking that. No, Lord, this is one of my favorite drinks when I'm flying. I'm not talking alcohol, people. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want anybody under conviction. Because if God don't tell you that, it ain't for you. Amen. That was my revelation. And so uh, I said, really, Lord? He said, yeah, you, you told me you don't want jet lag. So I'm going to tell you how. Now, I got a choice to make. The steps, the steps were taking steps. My step is I don't want this. And, and so I'm confessing. That's part of my faith. And then I hear him say, you're not drinking this. So this has something to do with that. Only for me, maybe. See, I'm not telling you. You have to get your own revelations. I'm telling you how to get it. But you've got to get your own. And so I said, they brought it to me. I said, you know what? I'm going to pass. I'll have water. I would tell you water. Okay. So I had water. I got over there. I didn't have none. I went right to sleep. When he told me a few other things, he said, now, when you get over there, he said, you know, you've been on this long flight. He said, you know, it's going to be five in the morning. And he said, don't go to bed. I said, Lord, I want to go to bed. Don't go to bed. I, now, this is for me. How many know this? Say, this is for Joe. Might not be for me, but it might be for you. Okay. So I get over there. And so uh, I just planned a full day. And then I did lay down and take an hour nap. One hour, set my lo- I set my alarm clock. Then at bedtime, I'm tired. I go to bed with them. I get up with them. Now I'm on their time schedules. I have no jet lag. I have no tiredness. And I did what I was called to do. And then I did the same thing coming back. You think, well, Joe, there's not much to that. Oh, there's a whole lot to it. Start making uh, 27 hour flights with me and Eric, okay? 27 hours, okay? 16 hours, one flight. Oh, my. You know, we got on, uh, I got on a flight the other day, it was two hours. And I said, man, we, we're already there? The lady said, uh, why? No, this is a long flight. I, oh, no, this isn't no long flight. I said, in fact, I didn't even hardly get to listen to a couple songs, you know? She said, well, where do you fly? And I started telling her, she said, oh, I couldn't do that. I said, yeah, you could. See, I couldn't do that. That's out of your language. Get that out of your language right now. Amen. You can do it. Can you be debt free? Yes, you can. How long is it going to take? I can't tell you that. Okay. And it is going to depend a lot upon you too. Amen. Uh, used to teach a course in banking, uh, how to get out of debt. So I kind of knew a little bit about getting out of debt, but how many know you can know about it and not do it yourself? Amen. You know, in other words, you can know about it, you know. But not do it yourself. And so uh, here's how you do it. You stop buying and you pay. You don't use a credit card. 
not against credit cards. I've got four of them in my pocket. Amen? What am I saying? If you stop paying, if you stop buying and you pay, you will get out of debt. No way. Why? You're going to make a reduction, reduction, reduction. And then what you'll do, you'll find out, hey, I got a little extra. I can just pay a little more. This is simple stuff that we were taught in banking, but it is spiritual too. When you start getting free, you then can help somebody else get free. You can tell them how you did it. And you know what? Not all the time it's for them the same way, but a lot of times it is. Amen? I think I've got my point across this morning. I think I've got my point across. I hope it has ministered to you. I hope it has got you thinking, I can get rid of this bondage, whatever it is. When uh, we turned 65, Brother Jerry looked at me and said, we going longevity? I said, yeah. He said that we need to make some changes. Come on, 65. Okay, we're now 72. In fact, let's see, he'll be, uh, Brother Jerry, you'll be 73 before I am. Amen. <laughs> see, I didn't like that back when we were growing up. You know, he was the oldest. I didn't like that. But now that he's the oldest, that's okay. Okay. All right. 73, still going strong. Still flying all over the world. Amen. But you know what you got to do? Listen, you got to tune daily on what not to do and what to do. And it doesn't get hard once you listen. Brother Jerry, when he, we turned 65, he said, uh, well, you know what we got to do? And I said, yeah, we got to get in shape. Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't even like to talk shape, exercise, you know. I mean, you know, I like to exercise the word, but uh, when it comes to this, you know. But then one thing the Lord told me, he says, yeah, and you're getting ready to get off sugar. Oh, no. How many know it's not always the pleasant things you're going to hear? I'm telling you people. You better get ready if you get serious about it. Now, you'll find out how to do it, and finally, there's nothing to it. But it's just finding out what's the revelation for me. When Vic goes to <clears throat> Tanzania and they hand out them soccer balls, them soccer balls are full of the anointing of God on them. In any village they go into, they'll do what they're called to do, even if it's a little kid kicking a ball. It don't make no difference. There are several ways that you send the gospel into foreign countries. Not all the time. We're getting ready to do a chicken project. Can you cluck yet? He said he'll have Jim do that. (laughs) We're doing a chicken project with the widows. We're doing soccer balls in all the villages. Amen. We're doing chairs for a church. See, we don't just do the spiritual things because the super goes with the natural. Then you have the supernatural. So you do outreaches. That's your natural. Then you put the super with it and you got the supernatural. And that'll do what we're over there to do. Amen? Amen? Did you receive today? Did you receive today? Thank you, Father.